Bend. I'm your host, Brittany, and this is my co-host and sister, Kaylin. Hello. And we are on episode 44. And we are double recording today. So excuse me. So if we sound super boring this episode, sorry. We talked about stuff last episode. I used all my laughter last episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we're not funny. Um... <laughs> That's okay. I think I'm funny enough. For the oh, God, yeah. No, Anyways. It's okay. Uh, um, my my kids at school think that I'm hilarious. Oh, great. So that's all that that's matters. Perfect, you know? We have the approval of four and five-year-olds, so we'll take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I did save something, because I forgot to talk about it in the oh, last dear. episode. So at least now we have something to talk about. What um, is it? Now I'm all nosy. So I sent you that TikTok, and I figured we'd update the people. Up- update the uh, the listeners here. Oh, yeah. So I sent you that TikTok. So, I saw a TikTok. There's this TikTok uh, trend or whatever going around that's like, what does the paranormal community need to hear, but they're not ready to hear it? And it's like people, you know, taking their hot takes on mm-hmm. bullshit in the paranormal community. Yeah. And this one woman popped up, and she is a Jewish woman, and um, she was referring to the episode of, her, I think it's her podcast that she has. I'm not sure. Um, I think think it was. I don't know. I probably yeah. should have looked this up before we started. Anyway, so she actually said that <clears throat> excuse me. She said that uh, Dybbuk boxes are actual bullshit. There's like in Jewish mythology, there's actually nothing that links to the existence of Dybbuk boxes holding like these being vessels that hold Dybbuk boxes that people who are on eBay or whatever mm-hmm. trying to sell quote unquote a Dybbuk box are just frauds like yeah she's and then she said that um since the she said that the guy who created or you know had the the famous Dybbuk box which is the one I covered in our previous episode apparently this year came out saying that yeah he made it up or whatever mm-hmm. and that it's not getting any attention that he came out and said yeah I made it up and then um, she said that like she was I don't was it her I think she said that like she's been trying to talk to people about it like I'm an actual oh, yeah. Jewish woman who studies Jewish and mythology she had all of her books in the background and she's like this is like what I do and I've been trying to tell people for a long time like this isn't real mm-hmm. and she's like people were like giving her like fucking anti-Semitic hate yeah like oh my god like so yeah <laughs> like hating on her because she's like no no this doesn't actually exist in our mythology mm-hmm. so it, maybe there's a thing haunting your box but it's not a dibbic yeah you know what i mean that's what she's more or less getting at yeah and if somebody's selling it to you that this dibbic which i think i don't remember off the top of my head but i explained what mm-hmm. a dibbic was yeah roughly not in not terribly in depth but roughly explained what a dibbic was in in jewish mythology probably not as good as she could tell you but she, you know so she's like no if somebody's selling you that it's complete horseshit this doesn't yeah. exist and I've been, she's like, people have been trying to say this doesn't exist for years, and everyone's just like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. She said she gets a lot of hate from a certain show's fandom. So yeah, I figured uh, we would update the people. Yeah. Because I am being further educated by somebody far more educated than I am, so yeah, I will pass along that education. So, um, the Dybbuk box, maybe it is haunted, but most likely not by a Dybbuk. Yep. Um, so yeah. She's probably your grandpappy. So that is a paranormal society, a paranormal community update. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I can't think of any other spooky updates that we didn't already mention in the last episode. Yeah. I thought I'd remember more, but I don't. So, sorry. Oh, I mean, it's not my update, but... I'm gonna just tell y'all anyway, and uh, I'll just shout out my, like, boss lady, I guess? Is she my boss? I don't know. Yes? No? She owns the salon. Uh, Rochelle. So she got a new car, 
and it That's has uh, like detection around, so it kind of detects when something's like near. No, you see where this is going. <laughs> Thank you. She needs to keep her stories to herself. Uh, Just so, kidding. Yeah, she said she was leaving the salon one evening, mm-hmm. and she was in their car, and the thing dings on like the passenger door, and I'm. I could be getting this wrong. Anyways, it it basically dinged every point it could walk. Like, it something walked around her car. In the parking lot. It was a deer. Our work. That's it. It was a deer. It's, no, it was, it was a squirrel. A squirrel. Yeah. A squirrel tall enough to set off a, <laughs> like, a human is standing next to yeah. your car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that happened. Um, but that's... That happened to her. <laughs> Thank God that didn't happen to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm always over here like, oh, dude, that'd be cool to get the Tesla and then go to the cemetery. Have you seen those TikToks? I, no, I don't. I'm not on creep talk, okay? I'm going to start sending them to you. No. So you'll end up on sp- spooky TikTok. Nope. Uh, mm-hmm. So you, Tesla has like human body sensors so you don't run somebody over, I'm assuming. I hope, know, or maybe so you can. I don't uh, know. Uh, whatever Elon's planning. swing a hard left, guys. Go. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Uh, whatever that guy's into. Um, but people will drive their Teslas through a cemetery, and like people will pop up on the screen, like little, you know, um, like avatars of people. Like, oh, careful! There's a person here. Will pop up, and it's obviously an empty cemetery. So, uh, next uh, next TikTok I see of that, I'm sending it right over to you. Mm-mm. I'm gonna shake up your um, for you page, <laughs> so you can be like me and get spooky TikToks at 3 a.m. Um, no, no, <laughs> no. Too bad. Anyway, so, so, um, all right. Well, let's dive in. I suppose. Yeah, I guess. Oh, jeez. I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Told you guys God. I lost all my funny last episode. Yeah, because you were just hilarious. So fucking funny. So funny. Talk about Owen Wilson. Ciao. <laughs> 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 the dumbest sedan. All right. So this week's episode, we are talking about haunted asylums. I'm just going to call them aslums, but, you know. Mm, not quite. There's a Y in there. I know. And one S. Asylum. Asylum. Anyway. So, yeah. And I chose to do the Penhurst State School and Hospital. Ooh. A.K.A. the Penhurst Asylum. Ooh. A.K.A. the Shame of Pennsylvania. Oh, shit. That just got deep. (laughs) And... like we Like we constantly mention... I mean, guys, overview, overview, okay? It's like, no, I'm, this is like less than an, it's an abstract. <laughs> yeah, it is an abstract. This is definitely this an is abstract. Big. So, um, you know, there's a lot of fucked up history here, and I go over the really important parts, not that it's not all important, but I don't dig deep into, like, the court cases and shit like that so Mm. um yeah so again um i'm just giving you a nice uh um tasting if you will well well, a little dip your toe into the pool yeah a little i don't know i can't think of synonyms right now so let's just move on so look up synonyms (laughs) (laughs) pause synonym pause uh, so yeah, so um, for the sake of this, I'm just going to call it the Penhurst Asylum, because Penhurst State School and Hospital is too long. And the shame of Pennsylvania is just, that just sounds terrible. Mm-hmm. So it is located at Bridge Street and Church Street in Spring City, Pennsylvania. Uh, you can tour, so I'm not just giving out. If I ever give out an address, it means you can visit and tour and learn the history of the facility i'm never going to give out an address to a place that like somebody lives and hopefully google doesn't give out that either um well you know i mean you don't fucking know but anyway so yeah 
you can go visit and do tours and whatnot. I have the fucking hiccups, sorry. Oh my god, I swear. I can't edit that shit out, so you, you need to calm that shit down right now. <laughs> I already can't breathe. Oh good. She's like, just hold your breath. <laughs> Pass out. So, um, originally, it was known as the... Oh God. Eastern Pennsylvania Institution for the Feeble-Minded and Epileptic. Say that ten times fast. Yeah. It opened on November 1st in 1908, and it was meant to house the mentally and physically disabled, but it was put under the pressure of the local community to start housing other people, such as immigrants, criminals, and, like, orphans, um... Basically, people who had nowhere else to be housed. Mm-hmm. They didn't. They didn't have anywhere to go. Kind of fun fact. Back then, when the asylums first started coming up, that's pretty much what they were all for. Was for people who had disabilities or for people who really just had nowhere to go. Yeah. So, obviously, this led to um, overcrowding, and it was overcrowded literally by like 1912. Damn. So, super fast. Yeah. In 1913, the Commission for the Care of the Feeble-Minded was appointed and stated that those with disabilities were unfit for citizenship and furthermore posed a menace to the peace. So, basically, they just kept funneling anybody who didn't fit in to society there into the place. And had legal means to do so. Um, so patients at Penhurst, and I guess I don't, I don't think maybe trigger warning or um, not maybe not trigger warming, warming. Jesus Christ, maybe more like uh, I'm giving you the names that they said. This is not how I feel mm-hmm. about people with. Yeah disabilities yes because i have the same exact yes kind of deal going on with mine so i this is literally from the 1900s and into the 50s and 60s in my case this is not my personal Mm -hmm. wording for anything if i'm reading it it's because that is what they called it back then and i am not saying that that i'm agreeing to any of that yes of course i changed it to a more correct version in places where I could. But right here, just to give you a gist of what people were thinking, this is where we're going to get rude. So, not my wording. History's wording. Don't at me. So, patients at Penhurst were grouped into several general categories. Mentally, a person would be listed as either an imbecile or insane. And physically, a patient would just be declared either epileptic or healthy. So apparently, every physical disability was epilepsy, which I was under the impression epilepsy meant that you couldn't look at flashing lights, but I could totally be wrong too, or that you had seizures. So I don't know. (laughs) I could be misinformed. You know, I'm about to look up Um, what epilepsy really is. I could have sworn it's like a seizure thing, but... I think it is. So Penhurst functioned... Um, almost completely independently from the rest of society. It had its own power plant, it had its own people who policed the grounds, and it produced its own food. Um, Any additional needs were supplied by a railway line that connected to the campus Hmm. to the rest of the the community. And um, basically the whole facility operated without really any interaction from the surrounding community at all and so people who were staying there like their families could come visit and stuff Mm -hmm. but like and they were government funded yeah but they didn't really need to like take people out or bring people in you know what i you know what i mean like although they were severely understaffed so maybe they should have brought people in but okay so epilepsy is a seizure disorder. Oh, okay. In which nerve cell activity in the brain is disturbed. Okay, so a seizure disorder. Okay. Yeah. So apparently anyone with a physical handicap was just lumped in Yeah. to epilepsy. I don't know. I don't know how that makes sense, but again, it was the uh, 
1900s. Early 1900s. So by the mid-1960s, Pennhurst had been open for about 50 years. It was housing about 2,700 people, most of them children. And the out of the 20, like the 2,700 people was 900 more people than the administration thought could be comfortably accommodated. So 900 people over what they deemed comfort, which was most likely not that comfortable. Does that make sense? Nope. Yep. Okay. So you're looking at a facility that could possibly just comfortably house like a thousand people per se. Then you have another 1,700 just landed on top. Yeah. That's fucking ridiculous. Or at least a thousand more than what they thought was Mm. considered comfy. Mm -mm. Which, by the way that they treated these people, I'm sure what they thought was comfortable for them wasn't actually comfortable. Yeah. As for the portion of it that was a state school, because they were, in fact, a school as well, Mm -hmm. Uh, Only 200 out of all of those residents were in any kind of art or education or recreation program that could have been seen as educational or academic or would have helped improve anybody's condition. Many of the patients there were high functioning in their disability. So it was like they just needed like around the like some Mm -hmm. nurse like nursing help. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe they needed, you know, a nurse daily or something and the family couldn't afford that or whatever so it wasn't like they were so ill that they couldn't actually function on their own they could they might have just needed a little bit of extra medical help that the family couldn't provide for them on their own so just wait because i got something better for you oh good well none of this is good so i know i was being sarcastic um so yeah the um administration had been interviewed And they actually knew that they were falling short of providing proper care for residents. Um, But between the building starting to actually fall apart, uh, they weren't, they did not have a a budget that could cover what -hmm. they needed for the amount of people that they had. They were understaffed. Mm. Um, And, oh, I'm sorry. I left out a, a number. So they were actually working with a budget that was about four million dollars at like below what they would have needed to function comfortably and actually take care of people four million dollars in like the 60s like that's insane i wonder how much that transfers to today's money (laughs) and um in the 60s basically they only had nine medical doctors and 11 teachers and none of the teachers had any um special education training so basically the place just couldn't keep up with the lack of funds the lack of upkeep with the building and the lack of administration yeah so around this time holy shit so four million dollars in 1960 is equivalent to about 37 million dollars in today's money yikes a lot of money it's a lot of fucking money that they were short yeah they didn't have (laughs) and that's what they needed to keep everything in repair and so around this same time um in the mid 1960s a tv reporter named bill baldini ran a five episode expose of the penhurst state school and hospital on philadelphia's tv 10 it showed firsthand the neglect and abuse that the institution um, was mm-hmm. enacting upon their patients and it was uh, like really hard for their regular viewers to stomach you could you can find these videos I have seen clips of these so um, which I've mentioned before and I don't, I'm not mentioning it as a douchebag right now uh but doing a degree in psych, you you mm-hmm. learn about these, um, you know, travesties mm-hmm. in the psych field. Yeah. You know, like people who had mental illnesses mm-hmm. and disabilities that needed proper care. Like, yeah. you know, 
Uh, I, I get into like psych personality and shit. I think this next term. Yeah, like abnormal so. psych personality theories, stuff yeah. like that. Like you, you'll learn. So I've seen clips of these videos. It's fucking horrendous. Um, full-grown adults were strapped to adult-sized crib-looking beds. Oh my god. Um, inmates of the institution um, were videoed rocking back and forth pacing around twitching um so from what i remember seeing in the videos is like they were also like nobody had space yeah like none of these people had adequate space to be safe from themselves or each other uh they were crammed together a lot of people were sitting in their own filth um weren't bathed obviously were very dirty and grimy in old torn gowns and is bad yeah um many of them you know were severely disabled either mentally or physically um but others were quite coherent and, Mm -hmm. and lucid and and there and aware yeah um but they had withdrawn into themselves because of the fucked up situation they were in Mm -hmm. so they might not have been that bad off but because of the overstimulation of being crammed in with people who have even worse situations than you have and people not being taken care of and it being loud in disarray falling apart dirty like even the people who would have probably not been considered severely mentally Mm -hmm. ill or or disabled ended up you know just curling into themselves and oh yeah probably ended up with a mental illness because of this um do you talk about solitary combined confinement at all or um that wasn't something that they practiced here but oh, i will okay. get into some of the fucked up shit um so the five minute news segments were entitled suffer the little children which you can probably google and watch oh, God. um and it's really really f- fucked up so like viewer be warned if you decide you want to see it but anyway um they asked one of the patients um the interviewer asked one of the patients there like what like what in the world would you want most here Mm -hmm. and they were just like i want to get out of here yeah i don't want to be here like yeah you know it was bad and one of the most kind of fucked up things in the 30 minutes of documentary footage that the that TV10 reported on that actually showed on TV was uh one of the doctors was interviewed describing how he decided to deal with a particular um patient mm-hmm. who was like a bully like they he you know that's how he, they described him, as a bully. That was their yeah. descriptive word. That's not my descriptive word. Basically, this person just was ill and mm-hmm. would brutalize the other yeah. patients. And uh, so the doctor um, describes the situation that it got kind of bad enough that he asked his colleagues, what can I inject into this person that will cause the most discomfort to a patient but without permanently injuring him and they figured out whatever and then that is what he would inject into this um quote unquote bully of a patient so they figured out like what could they inject into him that would like hurt Mm -hmm. but not kill him and then that's how they would deal with him. That's fucking terrible. Right? It's that's like fucking instead of terrible. maybe getting him his own room, maybe giving him a fucking bath, maybe yeah. giving him some food, food, you know what I mean? Like you Water? just decided, "Oh, you're going to be rude to other people, then we're going to fucking inject you with something." I would bad. fucking be rude to you guys too if I had to sit in my Burn own your shit insides or something. Yeah. So, um Cruel punishments, obviously, were very common at the facility, and a lot of the overworked staff would respond to unruly patients by just drugging them into submission. Um, So not necessarily drugging them for pain, to cause pain like that doctor decided to do, 
but they would literally just drug them into zombies so they would just sleep all day so they didn't have to deal with them. Um, they would also chain them to the bed so they couldn't get up or leave or move. Um, oh, well, I guess I do. So not other residents were isolated for long periods of time so bad that they regressed in their behaviors and would lose their will to speak or fight back or even live. So some people were dying or unaliving themselves. Uh, shock therapy was very commonly used. Mm. And um, there was a particularly harsh punishment for biting. So if a patient bit one time, they were just reprimanded. But if they bit again, they would be sent down to the dentist who would pull out all of their teeth. What in the actual fuck? So upon the closure of this place, uh, thousands of teeth were found next to the rusty dentist chair that is still there in the tunnels beneath the asylum. I would fucking take those that chair. Thousands of teeth. It's fucking disgusting. And each person has 30 some odd teeth. 32. I have less. I have 30. Just <laughs> Fun fact. Uh, you have yeah. like fake and a fake one. <laughs> you have all fake teeth. Okay, so I have twenty nine teeth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I said all fake teeth. Hey, I'm kidding. Anyways. She has one fake tooth. One fake tooth. It's a molar. You can't even see it. Anyway, now that y'all know too much. Um. So yeah. So after this documentary aired, it was very clear to the public and the institution that it would be shutting down. Oh, however, no. However, it took 20 years of legal action and growing financial crisis to do so. Um, so this actually spawned, and I didn't even write it down like a dumbass. It spawned a really famous, like, um, it was somebody versus the Penhurst school, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's one of the cases that actually forced um, change Mm -hmm. in how we dealt with the handy disabled the mentally ill Mm -hmm. and all of that and changed the acceptable medical practices around um, how these people are treated when they are in a live-in situation like this In 1987, basically the culmination of lack of budget, lack of staff, and the decades of abuse allegations finally all caught up and the doors were shut for good. Um, It being shuttered, like, did finally give the public insight into what was actually happening to the people Mm -hmm. behind these closed doors, behind the walls of these institutions. Yeah. And allowed for all the reform to take place in the medical practices surrounding these types of situations. So, like I just said, um, basically that is why it's called the shame of Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Is because once the public learned how these people were actually being treated, and like, it wasn't so disconnected that, mm-hmm. like, nobody knew anyone that was there. Yeah. People had family members that lived there. Yeah. That they would go visit. And, um... I didn't write it down, but I'm going to just, like, really butcher the story. There was, uh, I think it was a Reddit post, which I did source in our sources. Okay. So if you want to read the Reddit feed, it is in there. Um, and some person was saying, like, their aunt lived there. And she was, just needed, like, help from a nurse daily. And yeah. it was just something her family couldn't provide for her. And she lived there, in, like, in the late 50s, early 60s. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, right at the end. And their family went to visit. And it was like, they went down the wrong hallway. And they were like, what the fuck? But they didn't see anything super terrible. They just realized how severely ill some of these people were. Mm-hmm. And the lack of care they were getting, yeah. essentially. So, it wasn't a complete disconnect that these were just 
oh, the wayward people of society mm-hmm. that nobody knew. No, yeah. these are people's family members yeah. being treated this way. People's children. Yeah. There was children here. There was lots of children here being treated like this. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't, I didn't write it down because I couldn't, but nope. in the documentary f- from the 60s, um, mm-hmm. basically one of the most like harrowing images that man left with was the state of the infant and baby room. No. They weren't no, no, they weren't dead or anything. It just was fucking awful. And like baby zero to six months old just kept in essentially cages in their own filth. Oh. Just complete squalor. Yeah. And I couldn't even write it down because I thought I would cry. Um, but I'll just say it in really quick for you. So, fucking awful. That is terrible. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so it shut down as a, you know, medical-based institution. Uh, at some point it was opened up, part of it was opened back up and it was actually, um, used for, like, veterans affairs. Mm. Um, and, like, military, ex-military veteran stuff. Um, and then that came and went, I guess. And some of the buildings have been torn down just due to Mm-hmm. Um, you know, problems with the, you know, they're de- 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 decaying. With their dick, what? And, um, and some of the buildings you can't go in either because of how unsafe they are, but they do still stand. But, uh, today it is in the hands of private owners and one of the um, current functions of this place is a haunted house attraction. No, oh, no, thank you. Um, so yeah, so I think it's just the spooky months. Mm-hmm. It's used as a haunted house. They only do it a couple months out of the year. Okay. Um, but that does not mean it has not sparked pure controversy mm-hmm. in the community about using a place with that kind of history. Oh yeah. As a place to people think it's like they're disrespecting the history yeah, of the no. these people lived there. They suffered. Yeah. This is what they lived in and y'all are making a mockery using it as a haunted house attraction. Yeah. I get it. The people who run the place say we're absolutely not making a mockery. We respect what happened here. We don't use the buildings that Mm-hmm. You know, they used certain buildings for this haunted house attraction that I guess weren't um, lived in. Okay. You know, so they argue we're not making a mockery. Upon my research, there's petitions mm-hmm. that these people stop doing the haunted houses. There's a, like, uh, historical website, like, a his- like that's, like this is bullshit and mm-hmm. like this is why they shouldn't do it there's i found a couple like blogs from paranormal people like people who are yeah. interested in the paranormal who are like this is bullshit you should not be shitting on these people by doing haunted house yeah attraction or whatever do your ghost tours do your history history tours yeah why the hell do you have to like you know but they're not the only institution that does that there's quite a few abandoned institutions Mm -hmm. that have these kinds of things go on during especially during the month of october so yeah so that's like a huge um controversy within that community and like historical societies and the whole kit Mm -hmm. and caboodle um the present owners do currently take they do as much as they can to reverse the like 23 years of damage wrought by time and vandalism to the remaining buildings that are still standing um and they do host regular tours they host history tours um Mm -hmm. they do a photography tour so if you're a photographer you can go through you book a photography tour Mm -hmm. and you can go take pictures and do your thing Um, And then they do have um, ghost tours and they have an overnight paranormal investigation as well, which isn't completely overnight. It's from 7 p.m. to 1 a.m. So you're not there all night. You're there for the bulk of the night. That's six hours too long. (laughs) 
And you have like, I, from what I read on the website that hosts the uh, the tours, um, which I think is just PennhurstAsylum.com, mm-hmm. uh, they um, that you have like a tour guide with you in the overnight thing, which oh. might be why it's not completely overnight. But um, so to kind of paint you guys a picture of what most of this place still looks like. So even though they host a haunted house in there, I mean, a lot of the shit that was left behind is still in there. Most of the shit that's left behind is still in there. So it's not like they cleaned it out and it's like Mm -hmm. the haunted mansion at Disneyland. Yeah. So there's tons of broken windows, windows with bullet holes in them, uh, partially filled mail, like, bins that still have old mail in them. Um old laundry bins with moldy rotting clothes in it rotting old books splintered wooden chairs strewn about rusted wheelchairs just chilling uh and there's like you know all the old rusty medical equipment still just Mm, in the rooms which i hate and i think i've mentioned that before like the saw movies the worst thing you could ever even put into an hostel the hostel movies and the freaking saw movies because they all use rusty medical equipment to freaking torture people and i hate i hate it that is like the bane of my fucking existence <sighs> that is what truly scares me is rusty medical equipment Ugh. yeah Ugh. No. um old gross dilapidated toiletries mm. forgotten toys and just dirt dust grime graffiti there's old piled up stained mattresses. There's old rusty dental chair that <sighs> had teeth in it. Like oh, no, there's you. like hella shit just abandoned in the tunnels under the place. Like Mm-mm. so there's literally everything. It's just falling apart. Shit strewn about everywhere. The ceilings are falling in in some of the rooms. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not and it's not safe. Most of these buildings are not safe to go in. Yeah. So, yeah, so keep that picture in your head as we then discuss the spooky, the spooky, spooky stuff. So, um, you can hear children's crying and sometimes laughter Mm. echoing throughout the buildings. Um, screaming and sounds of people in pain or sounds of people vomiting. The doors slam and open themselves over and over there's disembodied footsteps uh medical implements are moving no around no which is just even more horrifying to me that is like Ugh. if you if yeah no nope. uh the crashing of like rusted metal the furniture and shit can be heard like the furniture is moving itself i'm sure like all the bed frames are Mm. still there so those are like bumping and crashing look uh lots of people claim to see um light anomalies and orbs flying around with like their bare eyes like not just in their Mm -hmm. pictures like with they can see these light anomalies and yeah with their own eyes um cold spots of course but most people say that the whole building itself is it's just completely colder than the outside all the time um there have been reports of people obviously coming onto the property and doing satanic worship shit conjuring fucking spirits and doing whatever weird fucking demonic shit they decide to do that day so there's lots of um satanic symbolism spray painted all over the place mm-hmm. um which then because of these satanic rituals happening here a lot of people think that um, there's spirits that imitate the living there so there's spirits that'll sound like your homie that you went investigating with yeah and a lot of people att- cont- ugh, attribute that to being a, a demon yeah because usually ghosts don't just imitate the living it's usually a demon that imitates the living mm-hmm um, so all the buildings have names. I didn't name them all. I just plucked out the ones that um, have their own kind of chunks of weird shit going on. So in the Quaker building, uh, 
a lot of shadowy figures appear and they seem to pop up and then dissipate at will. They just kind of phase in and out as they please. Um, A young girl with long dark hair runs around the building. She likes to play with people, especially on the lower levels, I guess, Mm -hmm. is where she Mm -hmm. gets a little bit more playful, but also likes to pull on people's clothing or touch them Mm -hmm. or poke at them. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously because she seems playful, a lot of people say she's kind of got like a good vibe Mm -hmm. um, and they're really sad that she's stuck there. Yeah. A lot of people claim to see a large, hunched-over figure with dangling arms. Which just is not... That's not my favorite image. No. Not at all. No. You know what would be worse next to that is something that was doing a crab walk. If something was crab walking, like, we'd... I, that'd be fucked. But that's You close. just wait till I start talking. Oh, God. Oh, great. <laughs> if you got a crab walking go, I swear to God, I'm just gonna vom. <laughs> Um, items will be seen moving around while nobody's even near them, and sometimes they are thrown across the basement, and people who investigate have reported being shoved or scratched, Mm. and these assaults leave physical marks that are visible up to, like, a couple hours after they leave. Oh, shit. And many, many people all over this place, not just this Quaker building, but, like, all over, get tons of EVP. Mm -hmm. So things will be heard. Um, Some of the most common phrases that can be heard being said are, go away, Mm. we're upset, Mm -hmm. and I'll kill you. Oh, that sounds about right. Yeah. And there are also lots of um, electromagnetic frequency spikes while in the whole place but this building in particular Mm. and there's no power supplied to this particular building anymore so they get a lot of spikes in this building even though there's there's no power source that's interesting yeah um and then lastly in the mayflower building uh there's a man called the king (laughs) and not elvis it is not elvis detrimentally so not elvis uh, the king was a maintenance worker in the 40s or 50s, and this building was his spot, and mm-hmm. um, especially the boiler room. Mm. And uh, he himself was not well mm. mentally, mm-hmm. and he did not treat the patients very well either. So he was not good himself, therefore could not treat other people good. And so people claim to um, smell cigar smoke when they're down there. And he is known to be very vocal in EVPs. Mm. He will show himself as a shadow figure and touch people. And he's not nice. Mm. He's very pushy. But... What would a male ghost be without an affinity for women? Oh. So he loves women. So he'll come... He'll come right on in when there's ladies around. So apparently, if you're a lady and you go investigating, like, you're more likely to get um, interactions with him. Mm. Uh, but he won't He won't push you, I guess. Oh, you know, I'll take it. <laughs> trade somewhere. Uh, oh, and then lastly, um, in the Philadelphia building, um, there's reports that people were getting pushed downstairs. So they closed off that building. Because people were getting physically hurt in that building. So you can't go in there anymore. And that is the gist with places like these or that one especially in particular I guess I feel like they should leave them alone they should be they they should let these spirits rest they should yeah. not put anything into these spirits way to make them feel like they have to do extra <laughs> Yeah. Um I did I did read that the um 
So the current owner's son mm-hmm. is like the head of some paranormal society. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I didn't think that was important to mention. It's just I didn't want this to be a, a whole episode in itself. But he says that they go in and they leave gifts. Oh. They like they leave. They bring toys to mm-hmm. gift the children. Mm-hmm. Um, they bring things. They go in and they just say hi. How are you? How are mm-hmm. they? They try to go in mm-hmm. being respectful. Yeah, I mean it does make me feel, I guess, a little bit better that they do leave gifts. Yeah, and that they are very mindful about being yeah. respectful. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. that shit really just bugs the crap out of me for sure. All right, so... Like, these people are already so distressed. Like, don't add to it. For sure. So where did... What did you choose for us today? Rolling Hills Asylum. And it is located in East Bethany, New York. It was established in 1827 as the... Oh, my God. I cannot pronounce this word. And it was bothering me. Genesee? Genesee? G-E-N-E-S-E-E? no idea i'm gonna say genesee i'm sorry if i pronounced that wrong it just sounds prettier i guess so it was the genesee county poorhouse oh god so it was like a farm and like had agriculture on it and all the things and it became home to people who had some trouble so it was widows um mothers who unwed mothers there we go that's that's the proper term for that (laughs) and orphans and they were um there was also mentally disabled and physically disabled people there too they buried the dead bodies that weren't claimed on the property Mm mm-hmm and it was ran by the government like the county or i fucking hate this word munis municipal yeah that thing um and these types of houses were common in the u.s until about 1930 when social security came about thanks fdr yeah was that fdr anyway i don't remember go on um in 1871 oh i totally skipped a um apart so they later opened the site to the quote criminally insane mm-hmm. and then making for a wide but quote bizarre range of personalities end quote it's a nice way to put it yes um so yeah in 1871 the house spanned over 200 acres the cost to care for each person was about a dollar and eight cents for the week um and the residents would work the farm there were like tending to the crops tending to cattle um and other animals as well and just making sure that the place was like kept up and everything records say that there was a cemetery located on the property although there is no cemetery register or plot map and in 2004, headstones were found and returned to the county. Oh. Yeah. Excuse me. There were 1,700 documented deaths and hundreds that were not recorded. So, I don't know how that worked out, but okay. Yeah. In 1938, an infirmary was added. And... In the 1960s, it became a nursing home. Mm. Um, and in 1974, for multiple multiple reasons, such as lack of water, um, wheelchair ramps that were pitched to open stairwells, the building closed down. Oh. Yeah. Um, private owners tried to convert it to museums, craft stores, antique malls. Nope. Oh. <laughs> an antique mall i don't know why but okay (laughs) i was picturing that 
that fucking antique road show um <laughs> show that was on like pbs back in the day yeah people bring in their weird furniture and that guy's like you know how much this is worth <laughs> or he's like this ain't worth shit this yeah. was mass produced and sold by macy's <laughs> thanks grandma gladys <laughs> What is it, QVC? (laughs) Okay, backstory. Uh, We inherited a lot of stuff from our great-grandmother named Gladys. No, a shit ton. Um, Not a lot, a shit ton. And um, uh, there was a lot of idea that a lot of this was like precious family heirlooms. And I got items and I started Googling, you know, the makes and the models and the stuff and... Uh, most of it was purchased at Macy's and like the QVC, QVC or Ma- well Macy's <laughs> first because Macy's was like a standing yeah. store. Uh, QVC later, yeah, um, yeah. So everything that was supposedly passed down for generation to generation was indeed not passed down from generation to generation. Remind me to tell you a story when we're so done with this. That that's where <laughs> that comes from. Anyway, all yeah. right, all right. And we're back. And we're back. back to asylums and not my great grandmother's treasure trove. <laughs> so the current owner, um, the website gave her name. So is it okay to say it? If it's on the website, yeah, I it was imagine. on a website. Sharon Coyle is the reason it is famous for its hauntings. Um, it has hosted ghost adventures, ghost asylum, haunted USA, and legendary locations. It has also been location for films, TV shows, and even music videos. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was a little fun fact, I thought. Music videos in a asylum. All right. So we're going to the hauntings. In Hattie's room, which Hattie was an old lady mm-hmm. when it was a nursing home mm-hmm. who lived there. There has been recording that was caught that there was a woman saying hello, and it is believed to be a former patient who was blind and would call out for attention of the nurses. (laughs) Okay, Roy's room. So there's a whole backstory to Roy, and he had a... I believe it was a tumor of some sort and he was a very large man. He was seven feet tall, but very kind. And he now is a seven foot tall shadow man. Oh yes. The best kind of shadow man, but he is a favorite at the building. And what's her name? Sharon believes that because she saw a rat one day doing something and then like came back later and the rat was dead and she thinks that Roy took care of it for her. Alright. He's a very kind shadow man. Okay. Taking out the black plague one rat at a time. Yeah. Somebody's gotta do it. Alright. The second floor east wing there is a corridor referred to as shadow hallway. Oh god. (laughs) No thanks. (laughs) That is where a lot of shadow people can be seen. No way. They come in and out oh, of no doorways idea. and walk across the oh, hall. Oh, God. They'll poke an arm or a leg out. Ugh. Are you ready for this part? Do not say crab walk. <laughs> Sometimes they'll crawl on the floor. Ah. <laughs> oh, I'm not done. So a story is that one person was sitting in on an investigation and one was crawling right at them. I'm going to vomit. I told you. I hate that. Oh, my God. Ugh. Sorry. Uh, it's not you. You're not the one crab walking across the floor. <laughs> I mean, I can. No, thanks. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, nurse Emmy was known for being cruel. Oh, good. So she was, like, mean to the patients when she was there. Yeah. Um, rumor has it or had it that she performed satanic rituals and black magic on the patients. Ew. And she still walks the hall. Okay, so why isn't the seven-foot guy that's murking rats putting this bitch in check. I don't know. I'm not the seven foot man. Tisk tisk. I'd much <laughs> rather the rat be running around. Um, and you can hear her cackle like Ew. laughter. <laughs> Still. Ew. Like I'm just villain. imagining like, <laughs> that's a, yeah, like a villain laugh yeah. from Disney movies. The psych ward and the 
solitary confinement confinement were used to house and shackle unruly inmates but it wasn't just criminals that were here people with medical issues so medical issues in there and what they meant is like people with like autism Mm -hmm. or women dementia (laughs) or you know things that they just needed a little help with like a little a little tending extra yeah Yeah. just a little bit of extra care or something and unruly wives oh that's on there oh yeah (laughs) we would totally be admitted oh god yeah you would have been admitted quite some time ago i would have been admitted when i was like three like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) yeah we would have been admitted as unruly daughters (laughs) (laughs) unruly wives are you kidding so they were also sent there and it in in their description it kind of made me giggle a little bit but it's not funny but it was like wives who really just did not listen to their husbands yeah and husbands would just be like i'm gonna send you here uh-huh. and they would fucking send their wives yeah because they could they like women were property mm-hmm. and doctors didn't give a fuck but it gives us it gives off a sinister feeling in that the area is not good. So I read like a few articles and it pretty much said the same exact thing. So I don't think there has been many visits there to mm. really document document anything yeah. because of how nasty feeling it is just being next to it. Yeah. Um in the morgue, things move. There are disembodied voices, and visitors of this section can sometimes be shoved down onto the tile. Oh, hell no. Would you imagine, like, you hear something, you start running, and then you just get pushed? <laughs> like, I would be so pissed. You motherfucker, trying yeah. to leave. <laughs> One of the theories that this asylum is so haunted is because it's the only home some of them ever knew. Um, they built relationships there. They went through tough times with the other inmates. That's what they were called by the mm-hmm. people who worked there. I should have mentioned that earlier. I'm sorry. Mine flip-flopped back from patients it's to inmates. A, yeah. I, I, um, and that it was their safe place. Mm-hmm. Because that's what oh. asylum yeah. really means, is a safe place. So, yeah. So, that was pretty much it on, like... The, the hauntings the building is open and it is open to a variety of tours some even are self-guided oh. days and hours vary months and all the things vary <laughs> um there is a hour and a half historical tour two hour flashlight tour a four and eight hour ghost hunt private ghost hunt and special events oh wow and <laughs> Of course, on all these tours, just expect to be touched (laughs) by something that isn't there. No, thank you. And that's it. That is my very, very, very tiny piece of the Rolling Hills Asylum. Yeah. Spooky. Yeah. Yeah. So old school asylum stuff is not the business. No. But... From what I read, mine sounded a little bit more put together than yours did. Yeah. I was like no a offense. fucking dumpster fire of an asylum. <laughs> yeah. This one's... Well, like I said, it was like one of the main pieces of legislation and how people were treated in those places came from my place. Being, yeah. Being caught. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure, and don't 100% quote me, but if you watched season two of American Horror Story which is Asylum, mm-hmm. and they have um, Sarah Paulson's character goes in undercover, she's mm. supposed to be she's like a journalist, undercover, into the Asylum. Mm. I think that they're referencing this mm-hmm. case, the Penhurst, but mm-hmm. they, there's, a, I believe, another case where a journalist literally went in and yeah, um, went in undercover as a patient. So I think they kind of did like a little oh, okay. combo. I love it. Of... Mm-hmm. Of that um, referencing, yeah, them being caught for the the just gross treatment of human mm-hmm. beings. Um, what got me though was like the wheelchair ramps to the pitted stairs of nowhere. 
Like, wh- like what, what were you Just guys? dumping them down? Like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Have fun. Hold on tight. Oh, my God. We saw this TikTok last night. This is not funny. So somebody is, like, bad, mm-hmm. like, just bad um, planning or bad, yeah. bad building. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a set of stairs. And it's, like, I don't know, like, a good 45-degree angle up that uh-huh. they put a ramp. And there go- <laughs> the guy goes... Look at this shitty ass planning. Either you have to have a horse drawn freaking wheelchair to get up it because it's a steep ass angle. He goes, or you're gonna fly down it. And he goes, how is there not a dent in the wall from these people not being able to stop themselves? And it literally, literally like almost lined up with an elevator door. Oh god! And it's like, what do you just hold hold the door and fly down and do it? He goes. He's like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is not use. You can't use this. No, you can't. You can't. You're like, somebody's going to hit the wall and they can't get back up. Nobody's strong enough to lift themselves up at a 45 degree angle on wheels. Like, it was bad, but he was being funny, pointing out a yes, deep a, a flaw. Really bad design flaw. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. I was trying to find, um, I was trying to find bad TripAdvisor reviews. Mm. Uh, overall, Penhurst has a 4.0 on TripAdvisor. Oh, even I didn't uh. really look at TripAdvisor, but on their actual website for um, the yeah. Rolling Hills site, yeah, is like everybody was just like hyping it up. Like, yeah, this all one, the reviews like on the actual website were like in the hyping f- it up. First page of reviews, there's only one bad one. Mm-hmm. Where. James says, boring, and a waste of money. Unpleasant experience. Tour guide was honest about non-activity. Group was too large. He probably got pushed on the stage. <laughs> Just kidding, James. Just uh. kidding. Donna says, seems kind of fishy. <laughs> That's all she said. Why did Penhurst shorten the time for the overnight ghost hunt? It was advertised to end at 7 a.m., but now it said sending at 3 a.m. Oh, which no. Which happens to be the prime time to experience things. And they're still charging the same amount of money. What's up with this? I don't get it. All right, Donna. All right, Donna, then don't go. Says, all right. Disappoint- Marie says, disappointing Halloween experience. This is back in 2019, so this doesn't count. Bought tickets to see three attractions. The line was long, but everyone was directed to one attraction, First, instead of giving the option to either one of the other two, waited for over one hour. It was getting late and finally left because the line seemed endless. Spoke to the manager, who said that they didn't expect that many people to show up. Was told that we could use our ticket for the rest of the season. We do not plan on going back. This place needs to manage capacity. Alright. Suck a dick. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Fuck off, Marie. Speak to the manager. Like, Speak it's to a the manager fucking ass. haunted asylum. Like, what did you expect? Oh, my God. Some people Daisies needed... and roses? Like... Oh, it makes sense now. The lady who was complaining about the times being shortened is during COVID. It was December of 2020 she posted that. Mm-hmm. It's COVID times, bitch. Nobody wants to be around your stank ass. You got the plague? <laughs> Pretty much. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Do I have anything for nerd talk? I don't think so. Those dance moves. I'm voguing over here. Oh. I'm just okay. Um. Nope. We already talked the last episode. We need to watch Annette. Oh, there's that Star Wars Visions show that came out on Disney Plus. That's supposed to be good. Uh, the Boba Fett show comes out soon. You know, I haven't even seen the fucking Mandalorian still, so leave me alone. And I beg your pardon. You need to watch Mandalorian. You need to watch it. Ah, we wasted all of nerd talk last week. Oh well, this is kind of a long ass episode, so we should probably cut it. Cut it off. All right. Cut it off, fellas. All right, y'all. Well, um, follow us on Instagram. We are the Creep End Pod. Uh, you can like us on Facebook. Maybe I'll post again one day. I'm not sure. Um, 
You can email us your stories or just DM us on Instagram if you want us to share them. We would love to share them on your behalf. Uh, and you can email us at thecreependpodcast at gmail.com. And if you could go like us, rate, just uh, subscribe, describe, Jesus Christ. Like, rate, subscribe, all of the good things. I'll send you some stickers. Show me that you left us a review. That'd be great. And we'd appreciate it. And I just want to take the time to say we really appreciate everyone that's still listening or is just picking up. And it's really cool. I keep hearing more and more people are starting to listen. And even though I know we're putting it out in the public and people would listen, it's still weird to know that people are listening. But we thank you. So, thanks. I really hope you like the sound of my voice. Mm. The soothing sounds of our nasally voices. (laughs) Our toad voices. All right, you guys. Well, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.